When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. Sorry for the delay. It's my fault. I It's 10 a.m. and I completely underestimated how long it would take me to set up. Uh, so sorry about that. I'm with Sam. How are you, Sam? I'm good, thanks, Az. How are you doing? I'm okay. You can see we've both got red arrows uh, this week. Uh, Excuse I'm... me, I had a green arrow this week. Did you? Yeah, a massive one. <laughs> oh, well, my apologies. But you are, I figured, because you were sort of below me, I thought you'd... Um... So you, you were below me last week as well, were you? I had a shocker in game week two. I've gone up uh... like, I don't know. About 600k. Wow. Okay. Well, my apologies. I mean, basically, if you're under me, I just assume you've had a red <laughs> arrow. Uh, you're what? We're one point different. Is that what yeah. we are? Yep. You're on five two nine. I'm on five three zero. So mm. Mm, there you go. Interesting. I'm coming for you this week. I'm coming for you. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we've had some great questions. Some really good. I mean, it's this this international break's been crazy. So we've got loads of stuff to discuss. Just before we do that, I just want to talk a, quickly about uh, UEFA Champions League fantasy football because the door is open for people to now play uh, the, this game. Uh, Fantasy Scout partnered with UEFA, which is amazing. We're doing loads of articles on site. Uh, Neil, Tom and other sort of UEFA uh, correspondents with us are doing articles on which players to get. So if you're interested in the Champions League game, then make sure you sign up before the group stage uh, starts, which will be which is next week. Uh, it's really quick, isn't it, how these things go around? Yeah. Um, if you play FPL, it's broadly similar in the same way the Euros was broadly similar to FPL. The main thing is there's a lot more management involved. So it suits some people really well. It means you can change your captain sort of each day. Uh, it means you can change your uh, bench and, and bring players on for players who haven't performed. And it's a little bit less intense than the Euros because you don't have so many matches so quickly. You've got a bit more time to assess and, and react and stuff. So it's a great game to play alongside um, FPL and we all love the Champions League anyway. So it just makes that a bit more interesting. And who doesn't want to have Ronaldo in his first match, um, you know, uh, in the Champions League? So definitely check that out. 
Right then, Sam, let's get into it. I feel bad now I've given you a red arrow. It's, uh... Absolutely outrageous. <laughs> and it's such a massive rank increase as well. I know. Like If, I'd, if it had been last week, I'd have been like, yeah, I absolutely deserve that red. But Yeah, yeah. sorry. You're, you're on a red. I can't even edit it on the thing. So, yeah, sorry about that. Um, right. So we're going to start with some questions from Fantasy Football Scouts. Uh, the Knight Template, who uh, was a bit sad because apparently he asked questions every week and I never answered them. He's one of these guys who's always in character. So he is literally, uh, you know, he, he, well, I don't know if he's in character, maybe he is just a knight. Um, but he asks, who is the one, and you may only choose one non-template player you rate over the next three game weeks. And then he adds, tis a fine question, which I liked as well. So yeah, te- one non-template players. I mean, lots of people are wildcarding this week. Is there any players that you're not seeing in many teams that you think could be a good option? <laughs> How rogue shall I be here? That's the yeah, next I know. Question, That's what I was thinking it? as well. Um, I really like Pookie. Is that is that a ridiculous thing to say? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I noticed because we're doing the uh, we're doing the scout squad article, aren't we, for the for the week? And and I was trying to think of a cheap striker, and you were straight away like Pookie, like Pookie. no doubt. And then you you even said you're thinking of bringing him into your team. I what? Am. Yeah, when everyone else is making mad moves for Lukaku and Ronaldo, I'm thinking about joining a Pookie party potentially on my own. Um, just <laughs> I, I look at the fixtures for Norwich, and I think the fixtures look really good. Um, actually, they're opening three game weeks the underlying stats haven't been bad either and they've played against Liverpool City and Leicester so they've not exactly had easy games so for the games that they've played the underlying stats are, are actually fine um they're going into a game this weekend against Arsenal who well let's see what's going to happen there but even if they've got everyone back and Covid is no longer a thing at Arsenal and every everything's kind of back to normal they haven't played together successfully yet there's still a lot of unrest around that camp and I can see Norwich kind of seeing that as an opportunity Mm. to get off the score sheet and then the fixtures beyond that Arsenal game are good for Norwich that game week five was the point where we were all kind of going well the Norwich fixtures are better and of course they're cheap right so it's not going to take up loads of your budget and it's going to probably help you to budget for Ronaldo, Lukaku, Kane, Salah whoever it is that you want in those premium positions. It's funny when you wake up and you think, oh, I'm doing a Q&A today with Sam. I wonder who we'll talk about. We're going to talk about all the big names, you know, Torres and Jota and Ronaldo. And we start straight in strong with, with Timu Puki. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going the complete opposite. My, my one I picked out was uh, Tierney. So, you know, obviously the defender playing against Puki. Um, I'm Brilliant. Not, I'm not picking Tierney for his ability to return defensive returns. I think Arsenal probably concede in maybe two out of the next four, something like that. Mm. They, they haven't looked good at all. But... I can't help but look at his first game week when he played against Brentford and his underlying stats in that game in terms of chances, grades and crosses were absolutely off the scale. He then went into Chelsea and City, so it's quite hard to judge him on that. Picked up a bit of an injury, but looks fit now. And I just think if if they're going to use him in that way against these kind of, you know, lesser teams, then I think he could be great value. I think he's 4.9, something like that. So I think if you've got the extra money, because Ben White is going to offer you nothing attacking wise like ever like there's you know there's absolutely no chance but Tierney could get you something so I, I'll pick him so hopefully that answers your question Knights template they'll be happy that we've, we've answered him um, in Azuma uh, asks best mid price option under 5.7 so best mid option under 5.7 million so I mean we're not looking at a huge amount of, of options here we're looking at what Gray Embomo Smithrow it's about it isn't it anyone else yeah i'm just looking at them i'm just looking at the list on my phone and thinking is there anybody mm-hmm. yeah gray gray's the standout i think mm. in that position 
the fixtures are, are quite good as well for Everton. Like there's there's some attacking potential there. I think with Gray though, it, it's going to be on is Calvert Lewin okay? If mm. Calvert Lewin because if Calvert Lewin's not there, it doesn't make me really want to go Gray either. Like it's I don't know this. I, I mean, if I want to continue with the Norwich loving. Oh, oh God. <laughs> we could go there. Like, the thing is, I think with these guys, right, it, it don't really matter, does it? They're under, they're under four, if they're under 5.5, then you can kind of, you can kind of take a bit of a chance on them. And I also would think that going with a team like Norwich or Everton, you're unlikely to want to own three of them. So you're not taking up one of those all important positions in your team. Yeah, I, I'm still not convinced on Gray. I, I I just think like he scored that goal against Brighton, but how often is a defence just gonna, like we parted like the bloody Red Sea <laughs> to let him run through and score that goal? Like, yeah. is uh, actually if you look at like how he's played in other matches, I mean he's playing well, but I, I'm not really convinced. And he was never really an FPL option when he was at Leicester too no. much, and he started he's hit the ground running at Everton and, and been playing well, but. It just, but I guess for five point six or whatever he is, you don't need him to kind of return every week. I think he's probably the one that I'd go for. But I really, I don't like them. If I'm being honest, I don't like the mids under five point seven. I think you know for six you can get like Traore, you can get Saar for six five, you can get Rafina, and you're kind of you're gonna your flexibility is kind of ruined because you're gonna have to be swapping between these you know, these 5.7 and under guys. So, I mean, in some ways, is it not better to just go with a 4.5, go with someone like Basuma, um, freeze up that extra money that you can invest elsewhere then? Well, I suppose so. What, what, but you wouldn't want to start him, right? So what you mean, go for for the back? Yeah. So, you know, I think this, this five-ish, 5.5 million bracket is a difficult one to invest in. So, Potentially, actually, you know, if we're saying we're not that keen on Gray, there's not that many other players in that position, then is it not better to go with a 4.5, use the extra million to invest in a better defender mm. or potentially a better third striker so that you can then play those positions rather than playing them through the middle? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I Mark and I talked about some Black Boss last night of the thought of the back. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of it because I do think we want to be able to move for, for midfielders when they become available. And if you thought the back, it's a lot harder because if you're swapping mm. out a, four point, a 5.5 defender and you want to get a 6.5 mid and you've got Basuma and, I don't know, someone Shaw or someone like that, you're going to find it quite difficult to do that even in two yeah. moves. So that, that's that's why I don't like it. But at the same time, I think if, you, if you're having to choose between like Grey or Shaw or someone like Rudiger or someone like that, then I think you can make the case for going for the back. So I'm, I'm a bit conflicted. I basically just don't like the mids under 5.7. So I think if you have to get one, that's when you can maybe consider going for the back. But mm. otherwise, I'll just try and find the extra point three and grab Saar. I think Saar's the one that, that I'd go for with the fixtures Watford have, have got. I think that doesn't answer the question. So what mid under 5.7? And I've said a 6 million one, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that helps. Um, Pacer asked, uh, United double up at the back. Could we consider pairing Wan Bissaka with Shaw? Because the United approach this year might be kick it at Ronaldo's head. Thoughts? I'm not keen on the double up. If anything, I'm thinking by game week seven, I might not want anyone yeah. at the back for United, let alone two of them. I think one's enough. There's so many decent options in defence right now. Um, I would rather have Trent and a 4.5 than I would. Wan-Bissaka and Shaw. 
Yeah, I'm annoyed because I haven't got Shaw and I was kind of happy that he hasn't really done too much to start the season. But I just think he's going to become an absolutely brilliant asset now with Ronaldo there. Um, Wan-Bissaka is useless at crossing. So if you're going to get Wan-Bissaka in hoping that he can cross the ball to Ronaldo, he got no chance because he cannot cross the ball. Mm. So you're basically relying on defensive returns from him. I still am not sure with Pogba and Fred in the middle of the park. I I, I, I still the have defense doubts. defence isn't that solid, is it? I don't think with... I think we get well. Look, we've got to see how they set up with Ronaldo in there mm. as well. But I wouldn't want the double up in defence. No, I mean obviously Maguire and Varane's good, but when you've got Fred and Pogba like holding the midfield of the park, they, they, they're going to concede chances. In, yeah, you know. So, yeah, I, I think Shaw's fine. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lose. I think there's better options than Wan-Bissaka if you're looking I at agree. it like that. Um, let's take some questions from the chat because uh, I got. Trouble last time we did one of these for not taking comments from the chat. Oh, as I know, always in trouble. You are always in trouble. I know it's not fair, is it? I try and do my best, and well, I don't know. You give me a red arrow. And yeah, I've that's true. Actually, one. I'm pretty useless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Suresh Kumar asks, "What about Ings? Uh, should we leave him or a minus four to take him out?" It's obviously away at Chelsea. He's someone who a lot of people are moving on. He has returned in every match so far, but he's had really good fixtures. Villa haven't looked good. Buendia's out. It seems like a good time to take him out. I guess it just depends on who's available, right? Or if you move up to Ronaldo. It's difficult, this one, because he's actually got really good um, history against big six clubs as well and did return against Chelsea last season, all right, for Southampton rather than for Villa. Um, and hasn't really done anything wrong, but equally hasn't really done anything amazing, mm. if that makes sense to start the season. Well, apart from an overhead kick, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, all right. But in terms of FPL returns, we haven't seen like... I, I expected more. We were all expecting sure. more yeah. in those opening three fixtures. So I do think that it, there is a good case for getting rid of him this time. But the question is, do you go up or do you go down? Because going up to Ronaldo, Lukaku or Kane from Calvert, uh, from Ings is quite hard. Um, you could go sideways to Calvert-Lewin if we know he's fit and available. If you haven't got Antonio, why on earth not go there? Um, but yeah, I think it could be time to part with him. It, also, you know... I'm, there's potential isn't there to take him down to mm. one of the playing cheaper options and then use that money to upgrade somebody else as well. So I think for me, I'd, I'd lose things. It, it feels like a good week to sell him because I mean, I don't think his, his ceiling's particularly high against Chelsea. No. It's a very obvious thing to say. Uh, you know, Villa have, have got problems, you know, with, with Buendia out as well. So they're going to lose that creativity. Martinez yeah. means they're probably going to be under more pressure as well. Chelsea should win that game fairly comfortably. I mean, if Calvert-Lewin's fit, I think a, a minus four even for Ings to Calvert-Lewin should pay for itself this week. I also think this is quite a good week to move for one of Lukaku or Ronaldo, depending on which one you want from Ings, because Ings is, isn't cheap at sort of eight eight million. So, you know, if you can move up to one of those for a minus yeah. four and swap Fernandes out, I think this is probably the best chance you're going to have to do it. So, yeah, I, I would also vote to get rid of him if you can. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tom Bosman asks, uh, what do you think about Marcel? Is he at risk of rotation? So he's been starting at left back uh, and he's cheap. He's the cheapest Wolves option along with Cody. Uh, but Cody doesn't really offer much in terms of attacking wise. So would you would you play it safe with Cody or would you do you think Marcel's going to stay in the, in the side? I'd play it safe with Cody if you want to go 4.5. Um, guaranteed some, you guaranteed starts, aren't you? I, I, I really like Sias. I think he's, he's a great option. Um, I noticed you've put Tomato in your scout squad picks the, this week. I've put Sire. So we, we, we're all agreed that the Wolves' defence looks like the right place to invest. But it is tough, I think, working out which one you go mm. for. Because obviously, Tomato um, is, what, 4.9 and Sire is 5. So you've got to pay a bit more for them. But I think if you're going really cheap, I'd be keen to be 
assured as possible that they were going to start and therefore Cody would be my pick. It's amazing that Wolves have got three players who have all got fantastic underlying stats but are all just underperforming massively. Yeah. I mean, Semedo, Traore and Jimenez are all, you know, looking like they could sort of break the game in terms of like their XG and expected assists and all that. But they're, I don't trust, well, I, I trust Jimenez the most of the three. I don't trust Semedo at all, really. Yeah. I had him for quite a while last season. He was awful, but... <laughs> They are looking to use him more, I think, and get him more, get him higher up the pitch this season. So I think yeah. the, the extra money is a little, probably worth it for him. Um, similar to kind of Tierney and and White, you're not going to get anything from Cody, so you might no. as well pay a little bit extra. Uh, Marcel, I don't trust. He's old. No. He's old. He's an old boy, and I think he's <laughs> going to be rotated around that. So yeah, I think out of those two, I, I go for Cody. Mm. Um, how's this one for you then, Sam? So we've had some questions from Twitter. Heard, do you know who Ryan Quinn is? He's he's around quite a fair bit. He, he's quite active on Twitter. Uh, he's uh, he's sixth in the world Ooh. and he wants our advice. Why does he want my advice? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but he's sixth in the world and he's on a wild card and he says he's sorted his squad out, but he's got one more decision to make, which is Ben Rama or Traore. Oh, man. So go on. This one's hard. Pick for Ryan. Ben Rama or Traore? Ben Rama. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> It's really hard, this and, one, and though, it's isn't that, it? It's that detailed analysis, Sam, which is exactly why I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will elaborate. But I find it's really hard to pick between the two of them because West Ham have started the season incredibly well. They're in good form. Um, the fixtures still stay OK for a little while. Of course, we've got European League coming up, so that's going to have an impact. But until game week, it's game week seven, their fixtures turn. Game week 12, their fixtures turn. I think it's game week 12, their fixtures turn. Yeah, game week, mm. game week 12. So I think you can hold him for a little bit longer. My issue with Traore mostly is this weekend, because although I think this weekend's fixture is really nice for them, this stuff with the Brazilians and whether they're allowed to play or not could have a bit of an impact on Wolves and Jimenez. So... I think I'll be tempted to go Ben Rama for now, knowing that when Wolves start banging, it's easy to go to Traore. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting what you do when you're sixth in the world at this stage, because... Try not to panic. Well, if this is game week 30, then I think you're looking to consolidate and hold and, you know, maybe that's kind of... You're, you're, th- you're looking more around you. Whereas at this stage, you could have a bad week and end up sort of, what, 20k like after, after one bad week. <laughs> and there's so little in it at this point. <laughs> So yeah. I think you, you don't make, I think the fact that you're sixth in the world doesn't, shouldn't make any difference to the way you play. I think you just got to carry on playing, you know, how you think. You shouldn't be thinking, oh, I'm going to pick Traore because that could make me number one and, and all this. I think you've got to pick yeah. who is the better better pick. And I agree. I think Ben Rama has shown way more than, than Traore in terms of ability to actually get returns. Yeah. And Traore is the kind of pick who could hit a massive haul or he's just going to continue to frustrate and you keep holding him because the stats are good, and then he never delivers anything. Yeah, but I, I really, I, I just think I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people wildcarding and getting rid of Ben Rama, and I think yeah, that's, I am. that's just because he blanked right in the last game, and he nearly didn't. Remember Antonio nearly running didn't. through on goal in the last minute and, and scoring yeah. the ball, to, well, messing up his pass. If Ben Rama yeah. scores that, everyone's still got Ben Rama in their side, so I wouldn't be put off by that. I still think he looks sharp and good. So yeah, he's he's my pick. Yeah. As well. Uh, another um, 50-50 for you. Denver Die Derek. Denver Die Derek 3? What a name. Uh, Torres or Jota? Get to pick one going forward. Torres. Yeah? Yeah. I think only because 
So I know that there's a rotation risk around Torres in some ways, not necessarily because they've got anyone to directly replace him, but obviously KDB's coming back. We have seen him play in a false nine before. There is some potential there, but he started the season really well for Pep and Pep has been consistently picking him over the first three game weeks. Yotto, I guess it's going to depend on what happens with Firmino because I'm expecting them to share minutes over the course of this season. And whilst Yotta can get time off the bench and will get time off the bench, I think Pep usually makes his transfers really early. It's like 60 minutes, isn't it? Just to annoy us all, 58 His transfers, minutes. like he's an appeal manager. Yeah, <laughs> substitution. Um, but So I think Torres's game time... I just really like Torres. I think the way that they attack, the way that he's going to be playing makes me go with him. Yotta, I think he's also a good pick. And if you can have both, then great. But if I was going to choose one or the other, I'd go Torres because Liverpool, you can go Salah as well instead. Whereas at City, who else do you pick instead? Interesting. I think the opposite. I I was all set on Torres at the start of the international break. I thought this is going to be the move I make. Nice and easy. Fernandes down to Torres. Sorted. As the week's gone on, He's played every minute of, I think every minute, or he's played a, the vast majority of all their international games hmm. to this point. F- uh, F- uh, Foden and De Bruyne are both back now in training. Hmm. I don't believe Gabriel Jesus is going to stay on the right wing uh, for, for an extended period of time. They've got the Champions League starting. They've got some tough hmm. games coming up. I don't think Torres is going to play every minute. And I, I just don't I just don't want to enter into that, into that mess again because I do it every year. And the points are shared. Okay, he's hit a big haul against Arsenal, but he hasn't scored in any of the previous games leading up to that. The points are going to be shared across the team. Got the chance of missing mm. out. And I think with Jota at the moment, with Firmino potentially missing a few weeks, you've got the complete opposite of Torres. You've got this kind of exciting, like really, really attacking player. Stats-wise, he's the best in the league when he, for, for expected goal involvement over 90. So if he's mm. going to get a run in the team for the next few weeks, he's the one I'd go for. Is he though? Throw Mason Mount in there as a curveball as well, obviously in the same price bracket as these two. Don't have this problem with Mason Mount in terms of rotation risk. True, He's yeah. going to play. Um, nice fixtures for Chelsea, particularly from game week seven. With Lukaku up top, surely his assist potential is increased. I like him. Yep. Uh, for people asking if I don't read the chat, I do read the chat, but we do need to have some kind of structure to this. Otherwise, you know, we'll we just be everywhere. We'll just be everywhere. Uh, so the the idea is that I'm, I, I t- there's, you know, if you want your questions answered, then reply to the, the post on Fantasy Football Scout or on Twitter. I'll pretty much make sure they're answered. If you ask in the chat, there's a chance that I'll get to you, but I can't answer. We can't answer every question in the chat because there's like literally hundreds. So we're going to be here all night. And Sam, you've got to run off it in 10 minutes. I've got FPL show. FPL show yeah. to do. So, yeah, so basically in the morning of the Q&A, just, just look out on Scout and look out on, on Twitter for the post and just reply to that um, as well. And I'll, yeah, and we'll try and answer it too. But yeah, we're getting through them. But yeah, I will try and answer some more questions in the chat in a sec. Um, right, so we had some questions about Arsenal. So mm. FPL Sleepy Jedi, I like that name, and Sheriff <laughs> Abdelmak3. Uh, Sheriff is considering a Bamiyang, which is uh, interesting. Is he? Yeah. Uh, he's considered as an option... Um, for this week, mostly, obviously, because they've got the Norwich game. Uh, and then FPL CBJ asked what Arsenal midfielders to consider. So Smithrow, Odegaard, Saka, all of these guys. I mean, neither of us are huge fans of Arsenal. You, particularly, aren't a fan of Arsenal, I imagine. Uh, we aren't a fan of them FPL-wise. Would you reckon about going with a couple of Arsenal punts or one Arsenal punt on your wild card? I mean, I've just got rid of both of mine. Um, <laughs> Who are they? Started the, I started with season with Ben White and Smithrow. Um, and move them on fairly quickly. I, 
it's hard with Arsenal, isn't it? Because we do need to see some bounce back from them. That's for sure. Like we need to have some consistency now that the players are returning from illnesses. But I'm not sure what the feeling is like in that club. And I look around and like Abamyang, I've not seen anything. I know he's I know he was out for COVID, but even since he's been back, I've not seen anything from him. Maybe even over the last season to suggest that he's really up for doing well anymore like Mm. certainly for the price point that he is in the game I just can't see that he's worth the investment the cheap ones yeah maybe maybe the going with the likes of Erdegaard or or Smith Rowe is is okay because they're cheap and not going to take up a lot of your budget but I do think there are better options around than picking Arsenal right now they're very lowly owned so if they do something against Norwich then it's not going to have a massive detrimental impact on your rank. And I think there's space for watching them and then acting when we start to see a bit of form for them. Undoubtedly, we will at some point. They will They will surely get better. They have to, <laughs> otherwise they're going to get relegated. So they have to get better. Um, they, you know, It's Arsenal. They're not going to be down there all season. I cannot believe that they're going to be down there all season. So I think they're a wait and see for me. And I certainly would not be going Aubameyang over Lukaku or Antonio or Ronaldo or any of those guys. Well, the, why would you? I mean, you're, no. you're getting in Aubameyang for a one-week punt with the idea of moving him on for one of the other premiums. But you've got a one-week punt, in a way, with Ronaldo and Lukaku and eight because they've both got good fixtures. Yeah. So there's no there's no reason why I think you would pick Aubameyang this week over the others. It just, it seems, it strikes me as, you know, when you just try and be a bit too clever, and I do it all the time. You're trying to find someone a bit different, and then you yeah. get in a Bamiyang, he blanks, and Ronaldo or Lukaku both get a goal, and then you've got then you've got to use a transfer to bring him in anyway. Yeah, I would I would just avoid that altogether. And I think Bamiyang's quite an awkward price, and he's like nine nine something like that. Yeah. So it might even be you get him, and then you don't have the money to upgrade to Lukaku or Ronaldo, and then you're even further behind. You've got to take a hit. Yeah, just just the the only player that I'd consider from from Arsenal is is Tierney. I think for my for my side, who I mentioned oh. earlier, the only other one that I think could potentially become an option is Saka in midfield. It's quite expensive though, isn't he? Like is he six was he six four? Six, six, yeah. six four, six five, something like that. And he, I just think he is. Yeah, he is quite expensive. But he is yeah, Ben Rama category, isn't he? Like yeah. Triore category. You're seeing a lot more from those guys than you are from Saka and Arsenal. I'm happier to take a punt around that six five mark though with someone like That's Saka true. than I would That's be true. a Yang over one of the strikers. Because I think oh, the, the strikers yeah. is is just it's Ronaldo or Lukaku, it's Antonio and then you've got Calvert-Lewin there, and then you've got Jimenez, maybe, who could and come Pookie. into it. And, P- and Pookie, yeah. <laughs> Only because he's really cheap. If Pookie was eight, I would not be saying this, but at the price point that he is... I love that Pookie, I love that Pookie's in this. This is great. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to be talking about Pookie. <laughs> uh, Mission Donny, um, so you can answer this one. Uh, Harry Kane, if you had him, would you make the swap for Ronaldo Lukaku? 8% owned, Harry Kane. Surely going to be a factor at some point in our, in our season. Uh, would, would you switch? Next? Yeah, exactly. Would you would you I, switch? No, I don't think you could. If you've got Harry Kane, I do not think you can take him out ahead of Palace. You can make the switch next week ahead of Chelsea. Um, but I don't think you can do it ahead of Palace. Like, I, I, I do appreciate that Ronaldo and Lukaku have also got really nice fixtures, Lukaku against Villa, but he's a slight injury doubt there. So what if you take out Harry Kane and then Lukaku doesn't start? That's a disaster. Mm. Ronaldo's got a really nice fixture against Newcastle. You would think that given he came back early from international duty, that he's going to start in that game. But we've got Harry Kane who's informed, scored 
what is it now in the last 15 for England um, qualifiers. I keep just, he's in good form. He should have scored against Watford in game week three. It's not August anymore. So he will likely score this weekend. I don't think you can take Harry Kane out. No, it's it's and especially with the kind of the some doubts we've got about Lukaku's you know thigh injury and Ronaldo's yeah. start and stuff. You could you could get, end up burnt quite massively. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'd do it. He's I, captainable this week as well, Kane, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's quite, I think it's quite a tough game for Spurs. Actually, I think Palace looked quite good against West Ham. I wasn't really expecting that, but yeah, I, I don't. But think, they'll concede. I, yeah, and it's yeah. Kane. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean Son. What do you think about Son? Do you reckon Son's going to start? I, I think his injury might actually there might be something there, and he might miss out for a while. Does that make Kane worse? No, I don't think it makes Kane worse. Um, but so I own Son at the moment, and part of the reason I haven't wildcarded this week is because I own Son, and because we had this nice fixture against Crystal Palace, and I was like, I just in order to make the changes that I wanted to across the rest of my team, I felt like I needed to lose Son to free up that money, take him down to mount probably um but then obviously this injury happened and now i'm kind of still waiting on injury news and i'm hoping that nuno gives us some clear instruction on sun because obviously for managers that own him if he is injured and isn't going to play then with the games against chelsea to follow you you could easily sell him and use that money to buy one of these big hitters that we've been talking about um but i don't think it will make kane Kane a worse option if you have got son though I do think it's it's touch and go but we have seen him miraculously recover from stuff mm. before um and did walk onto the plane fine doesn't seem to be kind of carrying any injuries or anything so let's just see what happens I guess and what Spurs have got to say yep yeah yeah I, yeah. I mean it's Spurs are an interesting one I mean I don't know how you've won all three games to top the league to top of the league, the league. <laughs> I know it's crazy <laughs> won't last long yeah, I mean the thing is, if Harry Kane scores a couple against Palace and you've got him, like, do you even move him on then? For I mean, Lukaku and Ronaldo's fixtures don't don't turn that that very nicely. Hard. So, very hard to to get rid of him, given that Lukaku and Kane, Lukaku and Kane, why was that so hard to say? <laughs> play against each other next week, and then mm. of course Kane's got Arsenal, who defensively have been all over the place the week after. Loves to score in a London derby, does Harry Kane? So very hard to move him on I think at the moment yeah if you haven't got him so I can see why he's not being talked about in terms of people that have no premium up top and they're looking at Lukaku or Ronaldo I can understand that but if you've got Harry Kane to me it wouldn't there wouldn't even be a thought that would be to sell him right now yep agreed uh, a couple of questions in the chat Rim Gabrufel asked about Bamford I mentioned a load of strikers didn't mention Bamford thoughts on Bamford do you think he could be an option could be, couldn't he? Because the fixtures are changing for the better for Leeds. Uh, it's just his price point. It's a little bit, yeah. little bit on the it's high so side. so much more than Rafinha. That's the problem. Yeah. And I think that is a big problem because the rest of the Leeds attack, generally, you can invest in quite easily. Oh, like so Rafinha and Harrison. They're, they're, they're cheap, much cheaper. And we're having all these conversations about premium forwards. I and, mean, you know, if you're talking about having a Lukaku or a Ronaldo or a mm. Kane if you're talking about still keeping Antonio and then you want Calvert-Lewin or it's very hard to put Bamford in that conversation as well yeah I think if formation if you're not if, if you didn't have to worry about formation and a maximum of three strikers I think Bamford's a great option but you do yeah. and Rafina compared to these 6.5 options around him is arguably the standout one Whereas yep. like you just said, Bamford has got so much competition with Antonio, Calvert-Lewin, Lukaku, Ronaldo. I just don't think you can use a spot on him when you can go for Rafinha at 1.5 less yep. and sort out that mid-spot, which is better. So that's why I'm not really putting him in the conversation. But he could be a good differential if you want to pick someone else. Um, yeah. Mike A asks about Williams from Norwich. 
Uh, is it for 4 million? Is he a good bench option or a trap? I think he's a great bench option. I think if I was wildcarding, I'd go with Liveramento and, and Williams, two four million options. I 100% options. agree with you. Yeah, I couldn't then, agree more. Then, I mean, they're, they're, they're a gift, right? We didn't have any at the start of the season. Totally. Liveramento, Williams, perfect. You don't have to play them. You can play them in. Norwich have got nice fixtures as well. So there will be some game weeks coming up where you want to play him. So play him, you might get a clean sheet. Yep. Um, perfect. Yep, absolutely. And the final question is from Luke Conland. Ivan Tony. He, I mean, talk about a bandwagon at the start of the season. Everyone thought he was going to come in, smash 30 goals like he did in the championship. Uh, the fixtures are turning now. Brighton at home isn't too bad, but then the fixtures get pretty rough. And we've talked about the strikers. I mean, Tony hasn't, we haven't mentioned him at all yet. Have you Have you got Tony? Yeah. You have? What do you Still. think? You you keeping him? Are you, are you looking to move him on? I kind of saw Tony as being a, a player that I would just deal with when I get to my wild card. Um, like I can't see him making it through a wild card restructure of the side. But I've also got Troy Deeney, so I've kind of got to deal with him as well. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> look, this is the thing with my team. My my front three: Antonio, hope- fine. Tony, okay for this week against Brighton. Deeney playing for uh, playing for Birmingham now, yeah. so <laughs> need to deal with that. Um, I don't think t- I think you can stick stick with Tony for game week four, but I think after that is probably the moment where we look to part ways with him. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I'm just going to say it'd be great if you ended up with a front three of uh, Pookie, Dini, and Tony. That'd be oh my god <laughs> with others with like Ronaldo and Lukaku. Yeah, yeah I, I started the season with a lot of money in defence and a lot of money in midfield because I've got uh, Salah, Son and Bruno. So there needs to be some reshuffling of budget going on now. We've got some premium assets up mm. top and because I'm going to want some premium assets up top, that's going to mean that Tony is going to be the sacrifice position because I'm not going to lose Antonio. So some budget's got to come from elsewhere and Tony will go as part of that. So I think you can stick with him this week, but long-term needs to go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's been a poll in the chat. Which transfer plans have you been considering or considered? 38%... It's Pookie now there. Yeah, we, we hope so. Uh, well, 38% have wildcarded. So obviously they've okay. all gone for Pookie based on your uh, your love for him. Uh, 30% <laughs> are on a minus four. 25% have just used uh, free transfers. And 4% might be like me. I might be on a minus eight this week, depending on trans- uh, depending on press conference news. Yeah. I might be taking yeah. a big hit. So that's a lot of wild cards, right? 38% of people here are, are on wild cards. So, yeah. I think there might Actually. be some last minute ones as well. Because mm. if we get, if come press conferences day, we get news that Sun and Lukaku are both not going to play in game week four, there's going to be loads more wild cards because suddenly players like me that have got money invested in Sun will go, okay, well, time to reshuffle the pack and spread the love of the wealth elsewhere. So, I can only see there being more wild cards by the time the deadline hits. Yep, absolutely. Right, I think we'll leave it there, Sam. That's great. Uh, Just if you've liked this video, then make sure you subscribe to the channel and like and drop a comment as well. I'd love to see some wild card teams and I'll try and respond to some of those uh, too. So yeah, if you drop your wildcard team in, then I will have a look and give it a review. Uh, So that'd be nice. Um, If you're on a wildcard as well, uh, members area, Fantasy Football Scout, check it out, become a member, look at some stats tables, all of that stuff, because that'll definitely help you. I'll definitely be looking at all that, comparisons and transfer planners and all of that are essential, really, when you're building a wildcard team. These are teams you're going to have for ages now. You're not going to have a get-out-of-jail-free card. So you need to make sure you're getting it right. 
And yeah, again, a plug for the Champions League game. If you're interested in the Champions League and you want to play fantasy football, make sure you head over to the UEFA site. I'll put some links in the description as well so you can join our mini league and things like that. Uh, I'll be playing it this year. Uh, I really enjoyed the Euros game, actually. I enjoyed the, the management more than I thought I would. I got a little bit overwhelmed with it at times. But yeah, like I said, I think the Champions League game will be a bit more, a bit, easy, bit, bit easier, I think, to, to manage. Um, but Sam, I'm going to let you go to the FPL show. Thanks for joining me. And we'll be back on Monday, I believe, in the regular slot to do another one of these. Thanks, guys. See you soon.